0: Marlins are in on Tim Anderson, officially in on Tim Anderson. They're looking to get a one-year deal done with Tim Anderson. He's looking for more. Which side blinks first? Do the Marlins end up signing Tim Anderson to fill their shortstop void? Tons to get into, as well as Braxton Garrett's shoulder issue. This is Locked On Marlins. You are locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England, and welcome to Lock the Marlins. It's your daily Marlins pod. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Of course, hit me up on x at Miami Marlins underscore UK if you are listening to the pod. And firstly, good morning again. Another morning episode, this time on a Saturday. Yes, sir. Spring is here, guys. Content is king. And following the Marlins seems to be very, very fun. It feels like there's a lot of buzz happening now with the Marlins. Like the last few days in particular, been a lot of fun. Make sure you hit subscribe. This is your team every day. And thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen. Don't forget there is a YouTube channel and you can subscribe at Lockdown Marlins on YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe there too. It's a solo pod. It's a Saturday episode. It's the 17th of Feb and we have tons to get into. This is kind of emergency podcast territory. Kind of not. It was almost an emergency yesterday. I had a tennis match. I was worried that the news was going to drop, like mid, you know, start of the second set. I can't do anything. Can't go live. Whatever it might be. Anyway, the news didn't drop, but I did win my tennis match. By the way, two sets to love, both tiebreakers. Boy, oh, boy! It was it was a brutal game. My knees are feeling it today. Playing a lot of tennis at the age of forty um, is good and bad in some ways. Like it's a lot of fun, but it it, it hurts the body, no doubt. Um, also, hedge work, by the way. Trying to get these hedges trimmed yesterday. That equally is tough on the body. What was I doing to myself yesterday? Absolutely battering myself. Anyway, enough of me. Let's talk about some Marlins. But before we do that, this episode is sponsored by our good friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com to get started. And where are we starting today? It is with Tim Anderson, baby. There was a report from Ken Rosenthal that the Marlins are in on Tim Anderson. Officially official. Uh, Craig Mish confirmed this situation. So that's interesting. We know that there is interest. The Marlins are also seemingly speaking to Gio Ursula. That was kind of mentioned a few weeks back. It feels like they're still in on Gio. And let's not forget, the Marlins seemingly were looking to uh, acquire a shortstop via a trade, moving one of the pitchers um, to go and get someone to play shortstop like every day, freeing John Birdie up to resume the role that, that he typically has or to trade him, one of the two. We spoke about that in some detail last week. So where are we up to now? We're into a situation where the Marlins are talking to Tim Anderson uh, you know, the, the off season has progressed. Pitchers and catchers have now reported. Tim Anderson, no signing. Um, so this is now where the Marlins cook, right? Like when, remind me next year, remind me next off season when we're all talking about it, you know, November and December and Jan, what are the Marlins going to do? Are they going to do anything? Remind me next year of this situation that the Marlins come alive mid-February. And before that, it's a snoozer. <laughs> it's a snoozer. I mean, that's not totally It's not totally true. They've rebuilt the infrastructure or whatever it might be with the front office and all that kind of stuff. And they made a couple of low-level deals um, and trades. And minor league free agency has been pretty buoyant. Um, but from a major league perspective, it feels like they're coming alive at the back end here, um, which is fine. Just remind me next year. So, Tim Anderson and why. And equally, how's this going to play out? So Tim Anderson seemingly is looking for a multi-year deal. Uh, the Marlins are hesitant at that situation. There could be a middle ground here in some sort of club, team, mutual option, something maybe. Like gut feel if the Marlins get a deal done. Boy, boy this sun's just popped out of nowhere for those watching. I'm getting blinded. <laughs> With this? Uh, this sun in the UK in February and now I can't see anyway. Um. So, there may be some mutual option. I, I. That's like the most likely here, right? If the Marlins are really keen on getting something done with Tim Anderson, then you know there has to. Be, maybe that's that's the way forward with this one. That mutual situation, bit like, um, I guess Soler, or I think that was player options actually, but maybe Adam Duvall. I think that was the mutual option. What I'm thinking of. Um. So Tim Anderson. Really interesting situation here with Tim Anderson because if we'd have had this conversation at the offseason before, then everyone would have been all in on acquiring Tim Anderson. He's got a really impressive track record, both in terms of contact, a bit of power, a bit of speed, a bit of swag. Like, Tim Anderson kind of was like exactly the type of player that the Marlins and the Marlins fan base were were dreaming on, to be honest with you. And everyone was saying, hey, well, the White Sox is one of the most team friendly deals out there. They've got these club options on Tim Anderson. You know, they're not going to move him. It's a team friendly deal. All of a sudden, fast forward a year, putrid year in, in Chicago for Tim Anderson, for the White Sox in general. Like, man, oh man, that organization just fell off a cliff real fast. Like, they kind of ascended all of a sudden, maybe after 2021, or I can't even remember, but 21, 22, felt like everything was aligning with the White Sox, so much talent, they were going to be the studs for years. This all just fell apart real quick there, which is kind of surprising, to be honest with you. And Tim Anderson epitomizes that. Frankly, when you look at you know Tim Anderson's career, 2023 was by far the worst year of his career. He couldn't, he couldn't hit. You know, he's known as, as definitely as a contact hitter. Like, he's a 300 dude you can rely on. But it's not an empty 300 with Tim Anderson. There's power in the stick. There's speed there. There's everything you want. And everything took a massive step back in 2023. He was absolutely terrible. And it's not just the stick. The defense was absolutely terrible as well at shortstop. And... You know, when you look back at Tim Anderson's 2023, the highlight really was being knocked out by Jose Ramirez in an on-field brawl. That sums up Tim Anderson's season. He was knocked out by Jose Ramirez in a brawl, sat on his back. He instigated the brawl, and he got laid out. Embarrassing 2023 for Tim Anderson. Embarrassing run for the White Sox. With that being said, he has a proven track record. Tim Anderson, if you if you don't look at 2023, which in reality, if you are evaluating a player, surely the recency bias should be quite a high weighting in terms of what you expect or predict could happen in the future. Here's the other thing to call out on Tim Anderson, by the way. The good news for the Marlins right now is that they have someone in the clubhouse that can really help them to understand Tim Anderson, the character, Tim Anderson, the player, and just generally like the vibes. I'm talking about Jake Berger. I think this is a really interesting kind of, not subplot, but a really interesting piece that the Marlins have where there's a guy in Jake Berger that's a you know, proper nice dude, a level-headed dude. You know The Marlins are definitely building around Jake Berger. He's appearing on kind of like all of their stuff, like Jersey reveals who's up there, Jake Berger. So they've got the inside track on... What's actually going on with Tim Anderson? So I think that's a really interesting factor here that the Marlins can leverage. So the question will be for them is, was 23 the outlier or is that the new norm? That's the question. Because if the Marlins sign Tim Anderson and you get 2023 Tim Anderson, then it's going to be a Gene Segura situation where they're going to dump him at the deadline uh, or sooner, maybe. And that's why, that's why, that they're only looking at a one-year deal or a mutual option to get out of it um, if they if they can. I think they're looking to, you know, and really for Tim Anderson at this point, he may want and seek a multi-year deal. But considering what he put on tape in 23, he doesn't deserve one. He absolutely does not deserve a multi-year deal. And we're at the back end now of this off-season. We've just seen Whit Merrifield sign a one-year deal for $8 million with the Phillies. All of a sudden, for me, I feel like that's in and around the range here that that Tim Anderson will, will land on. I don't know what his broader market is, to be honest with you. The Marlins and Tim Anderson, I've always felt this, are the perfect fit. They've always been the perfect fit. But Tim Anderson, looking for multi-year um, commitment, that is not a perfect fit for the Marlins. and They will not be going down that pathway. So it's all going to come down to, you know, will Tim Anderson take this one-year guaranteed deal with the Marlins? Or are there other things in play here? What else is going on? Is this a leak? Are the Marlins really in on Tim Anderson? I'm going to talk about that after the first ad because I think there's more layers to this story than meets the eyes. Equally, let's look back at Tim Anderson's profile as well briefly. There's tons of getting, like, what an interesting player Tim Anderson is, by the way, like, there's so many storylines here. I could probably do an hour-long episode just on Tim Anderson, but I won't because it's Saturday, and i got a game of tennis to play in an hour and a half. Um, guys, this episode is brought to you by our new sponsors, of course, Backblaze. Yes, sir. I'm loving these new guys. And listen, you can have unlimited cloud backup for Macs, PCs, and businesses for just 99 bucks a year. Backblaze makes backing up and accessing your data astonishingly easy and you can protect business data through a centrally managed admin and all your machines automatically you can access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using our web app or iOS or Android apps you can restore by mail hard drive with all your data shipped to your door buy a hard drive restore send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund one year File retention and version history. They have it all here, guys, and they've got over 55 billion files restored for all customers. They've proven track record. Speaking about Tim Anderson, proven track record here. So what you gotta do, you gotta visit backblaze.com slash locked on MLB. Reminder on that one, it's backblaze.com slash locked on mlb. That way they'll know who sent you. And you can continue to support the show, of course. They're recommended by everyone. In the business, guys, the who's who of uh, of tech, the New York Times, Inc. magazine, Mac World, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, Nine to Five Mac, and more. Are there more? There, maybe there must be. So, receive a fully featured, no risk, free trial at Backblaze.com/lockedonmlb. Go there, play with it, start protecting yourself from potential bad. Time. Start today. Love it. All right, guys. Back here with me, Peter Pratt, on Saturday, the 17th of February. It's an emergency podcast talking about a potential deal with Tim Anderson. So much to talk about with Tim Anderson. Where have we gotten to thus far? A putrid 2023 season. Couldn't hit, couldn't field, couldn't box. Terrible season. Jake Berger's in the clubhouse. Jake Berger can give you a bird's eye view on why that happened. Tim Anderson, proven track record prior to 23. If you remove 23, then the Marlins signing him is a no-brainer. Problem is, 23 was his most recent campaign. The recency bias is real. And listen, the fall-off was real. Disgraceful season. Here's the other thing. Tim Anderson seeking multi-year commitment. The Marlins aren't going to give it to him. He will not get multi-year commit with the Marlins. It's going to be a one-year deal. Uh, potentially with maybe some mutual options tagged on the back of that. What's his market size looking like? Whit Merrifield has just signed for 8 million with the Phillies. For me, that's about the market size here for Tim Anderson. Um, He's off the board, Whit Merrifield, I mean. He's off the board. Next thing is, it's like, okay, you know, is Tim Anderson next? So we'll see. Does, Does Whit Merrifield signing somewhere impact Tim Anderson's market? You know, it's all the domino effect, right? So I'm really interested in that. The Marlins equally are speaking to Geo Ursula. The other thing to call out here is, you know, there's smoke and rumors and mirrors. Smoke, rumors, mirrors. Going on with the pirates. The Marlins looking to maybe trade Edward Cabrera, pick up, you know, and, and get a shortstop in that way. The timing is interesting. I think a few people on on Twitter called this out. Uh there's a, a UK Marlins Twitter chat, which is me. Sean Barrett and Alan Witts. Alan Witts, straight on to me going, you know, is this timing interesting, Pete? What do you think? Like, have they put this information out there because they're trying to leverage something with the Pirates? Hey, you know, Pirates, we're looking for this deal. They're saying, no, it's too expensive. They go, well, okay, we're going to move on. But they're not really moving on. But are they moving on? The Pirates don't know. Everything's guessing. Like, who's going to blink first? Who's going to blink first? Is it the Pirates? Is it the Marlins? Is it Tim Anderson? Is it Gio Ursula? There's so much going on here. I mean, what's going on behind the scenes must be incredible. Um, just imagine having Kyle Seelaf's GoPro just set up in Peter Bendix's office through the offseason. Wouldn't that be amazing to look back and review and see what actually happens? Like how many conversations happen about which players and when and how this is all pieced together? I know Kyle Celap has kind of retired the GoPro, I believe, for spring training games. I think he's upgraded it. So there's a there's a vacant GoPro that's just sitting there waiting for content creation, just plumbing into Peter Benicks's office and let's let's create some magic, baby. Why not? There's an idea for you. Anyway, I don't know how I've got onto Kyle Celap's GoPro in Peter Bennett's office, but I think this is a really interesting wrinkle here, though, guys, It's like, what... What is going on? And you could definitely join some dots here. However, the other dot that I, I thought about yesterday in particular was the news. And if you're watching on YouTube, you've, you've got the rundown. You'll see Brax's shoulder. So let's just kind of get into this, and I'll segue back into Tim Anderson. Moving around a touch here, but it's all interlinked. So you get the news that Braxy not throwing today was planned to throw, not throwing, down as a shoulder issue. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. By all accounts. Okay. Whenever that type of, well, firstly, the area of the body where the issue has occurred, red flag. Secondly, do you remember last year with the Marlins 2023 season? Do you remember how many times post-game a player or skip would be asked about an injury directly? Yeah, it's nothing. Nothing. It's going to be fine. I didn't even want to come out of the game. I felt I could have, you know, I remember Trevor Rogers. I didn't need to come out of the game. I could have carried on. Precautionary. All this kind of language. Next thing is, I.L. for two months. Over and over and over again. It got to a point in 23, I didn't believe one word that the Marlins said linked to injuries. So, naturally, I'm a touch nervous about this Braxton Garrett issue. You should be nervous too. And again, this is this interlinked? Braxton Garrett, next thing is shoulder issue. Ooh. Well, we were looking to move Eddie Cabrera to go and get someone. Braxy's shoulder. Is he going to be struggling for the start of the season? Is he going to be out for a while? Have we got the depth to compete? Don't know. With this situation, can we can we trade Edward Cabrera? Should we? Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe it's time to pivot. Let's get back to the free agent pool. Keep our keep our pitching, which is super valuable and hard. You know, you can never have enough depth in pitching. Let's keep that because we're going to need it anyway. And let's just plug this gap with Tim Anderson. Is that what's going on? Could be. I don't know. Are they just trying to leverage the Pirates? Craig Mish hasn't mentioned anything to do with the Pirates. Is that real? It sounds about as real as Dan Vogel back to the Marlins. We'll talk about that maybe after the next ad. <laughs> because uh, he signed a minor league. Marlins outbid. The Marlins were outbid on a minor league deal for Dan Vogelbach. They were getting outbid on minor league deals (laughs) now. I absolutely love that—the fact that I think there was like ten tweets where I was, you know, commented, added, whatever. I'm in tatters this morning because Dan Vogelbach signed with the Blue Jays, which I thought was very, very funny. Um, Let's get into the final ad, and then we'll carry on this conversation. So much and so much fun going on here uh, with the Marlins right now, which is which is great. But you can get your buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, uh, because right now new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar bet. That's one hundred and fifty dollars if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So visit fanduel.com/slash. Locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, guys, final segment here with me, Peter Pratt, on Saturday, the 17th of Feb. We've talked Tim Anderson a lot. I'm going to carry on talking about Tim Anderson. We're talking about the Braxton Garrett issue. Is that what's driving this Tim Anderson situation? Or is it linked to the Pirates talks? Are there Pirates talks? Is it all just a nonsense? Is it a rumour that started somewhere? It sounds like it. It sounds like there's a, a Reddit thread uh that the pirates have created. And next thing is there's this big storm kicked up that the Marlins and Pirates are talking. I really don't know, to be honest with you, but I think this is really, really interesting. Let's go back to Tim Anderson though briefly, guys, because I've talked about the bad, you know, the, the recent the recency stuff and the bias there. It's poor, really poor. Like I've said, it just really didn't go well. But if you go back and look prior to that, like Tim Anderson, all-star in 2022, um, hit 301. Uh, Only six home runs, 13 stolen bases. Only played half a season, though, as well. So got to call that out. I Just slightly over half a season. But, um, you know, in 2021, uh, another all-star campaign, uh, more of a full campaign, actually. 17 home runs, uh, an OPS plus of one. 18. 2020, he was seventh in MVP voting. I know it was a shortened season, but he hit 322 in that season, an OPS plus of 140. 2019, 18 home runs, a 335 average, a league leading 335 average. Uh, no All Star that year, by the way, an, o- an OPS plus of 128. So in the, okay, 2023, OPS plus of 60. But from 2019 onwards, the OPS pluses read 128, 140, 118, 109. Okay. I mean, they're all above 100. So he's an above average stick um, and has been four seasons in the, on the spin before 2023. He hits for contact, hits for some power, has speed. He's got a career high of 26 stolen bags. That was back in 2018 uh, as well. But, you know, you can recently you can kind of see between, you know, 12 and 18 seemingly seems to be the range. So he's like, you know, at that kind of level. Listen, if Tim Anderson is and can find a way to get back to the Tim Anderson that we've seen, then a one-year deal at, at eight million would be immense value for the Marlins from an offensive standpoint. When I remember the 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 White Sox series Last season in 2023, the one thing I remember coming away from that was man, Tim Anderson is really not great at shortstop. So that's the only that's the other doubt I've got in my head. Not only is the stick, but Joey Wendell was really effective actually at shortstop for the Marlins last year. He couldn't hit anything, he was absolutely terrible offensively, but from a defensive standpoint, he was really solid, really solid. So the Marlins aren't dealing just with one risk here they're dealing with multiple risks with Tim Anderson in that if the defense i think i think i saw something yesterday that he was maybe the fifth worst fielder uh in major league baseball last year like either way whatever metric it was was not a good one for Tim Anderson my eye test says it wasn't good either That White Sox series, granted, it was like, you know, that's a small sample, right? But my eyes backed up the numbers. So again, another red flag. Like, what are the Marlins prioritizing here? We're all talking about the defense. Well, can Xavier Edwards play there? Can Bruhan play there? Can anyone play there? There's all these conversations around who can play there. Well, right now, the question I've got around Tim Anderson versus, let's let's just say Xavier Edwards, just for argument's sake. Would Xavier Edwards, you know, could he be as good or even better than Tim Anderson uh, at shortstop? I think there's a deep. You know, if you look back to last season, I think there's a really good chance that he would be. Offensively, similar profile, maybe slightly less power in in Xavier Edwards's stick, but I mean, Tim Anderson hit one home run last year, one, a single one. Again, recency bias on that one, but there's other guys in the organization spoke about one yesterday, Tristan Gray, like. Tristan Gray is his defense going to be, you know, same level as Tim Anderson? Maybe. What's the offensive upside? Huge, huge offensive upside. Spoke about it yesterday. It's interesting that Gio Urshela and his name keeps getting mentioned though as well. Like that doesn't seem to be disappearing. So whilst there's a lot of focus on Tim Anderson, obviously, and the reason there's so much focus on Tim Anderson is because of what he's done historically, multiple All Stars, seventh in MVP voting. You know, a lot of swag, a lot of fun. You know, he's just a fun dude that's very marketable. And frankly, would probably fit into this Marlins, uh, uh, you know, clubhouse lineup pretty well when you got Jazz in there, Nick Gordon, Tim Anderson, Jesus Sanchez, Brian Dela Cruz. Like, there's a lot of fun popping off there. Um, Luis Arias, a lot of fun dudes in that clubhouse for sure. So, but this Geo Ursula thing doesn't, It doesn't seem to be going away. So I'm really interested to see, like, I mean, could they sign both? I know they're talking about Ursula, but, you know, could they sign Ursula? Plumb him into third base. You know, Berger's freed up to go on DH instead. Could they also sign Tim Anderson? Like, are the Marlins actually going to get two dudes? We keep hearing the Marlins and Tim Anderson. We keep hearing the Marlins and Gio Ursula. So what's stopping them signing both? Probably nothing. I know it, it then create kind of creates a bit of a roster squeeze, but Xavier Edwards does have minor league options, so you can do something there. And listen, guys, there's no reason why Avassel Garcia can't be DFA'd and or moved or traded or something. Or someone could be traded. Like, there's no reason why the Marlins can't sign these dudes and trade away. Like Peter Bendix laid it out to us. He laid it out. He said, We're gonna do both. We're gonna compete and we're gonna restock the farm. And I was like, that sounds a bit ambitious. That sounds like a bit of a nonsense. But you bring in Ursula, you bring in Tim Anderson, and maybe you you trade Birdie for something. Then is that that that's kind of doing it right? You're bringing in some guys. You spend a little bit of money on free agent guys. You know, not much future commitment, and then you go and add a add a prospect or two for Birdie. Potentially, that's the way to go. Who knows? Like, that's the point is there's so much going on right now. And the Marlins seem like they're right in the hub of all the rumors going on. A lot of other teams, like, I'm just getting the sense that, like, not too much is going on. But the Marlins now, it's their time to cook. They're absolutely bang live. They've sat down. They're waiting for these. This is what we heard earlier on. Like, Craig Mish laid it out. We're going to wait till spring. Whatever free agents are left, that's what the Marlins are going to prioritize and focus on. They're the guys they're going to scoop up. So we've always known the roadmap for this. It's come alive late. And it is late, and the Marlins are coming alive. They're in on Tim Anderson. They're in on Gio Ursula. Braxi's got a shoulder issue. Does that impact what they're looking to do from a trade perspective? I think it does. The question I've got is, can can Tim Anderson regain his form? Can we get beyond 2023? I think Jake Berger plays a massive role in helping them understand that. And the other question is, do they also... Look to add Tim Anderson and Gio Urshula go bang, bang with the free agents. We haven't had any big league free agents for the Marlins. Potentially this week, do we get the double shot, bang, bang, Tim Anderson, Gio Urshula? I think both are really interesting players, particularly on one-year deals. And I think particularly with this Braxton Garrett issue, it just refocuses the, the mind around pitching depth and the fact that you can't have enough. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen, guys. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys probably tomorrow. It feels like daily pods are the right way at the moment. There's so much going on. There could be an emergency pod at any time. I look forward to seeing you soon.